Welcome to the Film Trooper Podcast, where filmmakers become entrepreneurs. With my dad, he's a dork. Hi, and welcome to the Film Trooper Podcast. I'm your host, Scott McMahon. This is the podcast where we try to help filmmakers become entrepreneurs. And this is a bonus episode, which is really just the leftovers of this interview I had with Jason Van Orden from Internet Business Mastery. Before we get started with it, I just want to give a shout out to BHD11 for leaving a five-star rating in iTunes. And um, I don't know who it is. It probably could be a family member, but either way, it's awesome and I can't thank you enough. And then, um, oh man, one of the things I forgot to do when I was interviewing Jason Van Orden was I forgot to get a picture. I normally try to get a, uh, a quick snapshot with my iPhone at all the restaurants for all the guests I have so I can put it up on the website. So I was kind of bummed that I didn't get a chance to do that. So anyway, enough about that. Let's get on with the bonus episode with Jason Van Orden. For all you Internet Business Mastery fans and all you Jason Van Orden fans, I think you'll enjoy this last bit of information. All right, here we are. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I want to keep you. I know we've been here for an hour or so, so oh, I'm, I'll take care of this. I'm okay. I just got a little bit... Uh, my phone is buzzing. Let me see. Just make sure I'm it's sure. not my wife going... Yeah. Oh, it's my mom saying my dad just got out of surgery. Oh, no. Well, it's nothing big. He, he just has a nerve in his elbow that needed okay, to be okay. fixed. You know, that was bothering him. Yeah, that'll be fun. Getting to be, you know, in your 60s and those little things that start breaking down anyway. So he just needed to get like a, it was, I don't know if it's a pinched nerve or something, just something so it would stop bothering right, him. Right, it's right. like a one-hour surgery in and out. So it's nothing serious, but... So you got in, they're based in Salt Lake City? Or... Jeremy, my business partner, lives in Salt Lake right. City. My parents live in Boise. I grew up in Alaska. Oh, that's right, Boise. I'm sorry. That's right. I grew up in Alaska, and just like a year ago, they retired and moved to Boise. Okay, so definitely you know the Northwest area. Mm-hmm. What made you guys come to Portland? Well, um, we were just looking for the ideal place to live in the United States. We had been living in Argentina. Our plan was actually to live in Argentina longer than we did and to keep traveling and maybe go to some other countries, learn Spanish. Because um, my, my wife was out of school, I work on my own business, we can pretty much live wherever. Um, sadly, while we were in Argentina, my wife, we didn't know what it was at the time, but she started getting sick. It was just a thyroid thing. And so it was making her really tired, and, and we just didn't know what was going on, so we had to come back to the States. And so we were, we were like, well, we don't want to... We had, And before that, we'd been living in New York City. And we love New York City. I mean, it's fantastic energy, right? So much goes on in New York City. Great place to be if you're a media maker online doing, you know, so... See humanity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots of diversity. It's, it's wonderful. But when you're fighting a thyroid disease that tires you out and makes you feel hot all the time, living in burning hot summer New York City, walking everywhere, it just wasn't doable for my wife. So we're like, okay, we need to go somewhere a little more chill for a while. Portland's chill. <laughs> Portland's pretty chill. So we looked at all our specifications that we wanted. Not too hot, not too cold. Still a big enough city to have culture. Good transportation because we had lived without a car for five years. Didn't want to buy a car if we could help it. Laid out all these criteria. And in the end, Portland just like rose to the top. Boston was out. like, no, it's too cold in the winter. Chicago, not too cold in the winter. California, not too crowded. You know, And, and so in the end, it was like, it was basically Seattle. Portland or Austin, and Austin was out because the transportation isn't quite as good as as in Portland. Here we are five years later, still in Portland. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Yeah. 
no, you did your time, and you have a little one now, and ready for the next adventure. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And you know, we'll end up back in Portland. I think I I've always said at this point, I don't. I absolutely love New York, but I think our period there is done, and. I don't. I, I've you know I got to the point where I started saying if I move out of Portland, it's it's going to be either to go back to New York or to go abroad, and so now it's time to go abroad for a while again, and we'll come back to Portland. That's really cool. Well, I'm I'm just thankful to have this opportunity to meet up with you before you even left. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, it's interesting because I had this uh, phone conversation with uh, John Dumas, you know, and yeah. and he was saying, oh, you, you got to reach out to you know mm. Jason. I oh, will. I have to do that. Mm-hmm. And he was. Um, and then there's another guy who has a similar concept to what I'm trying to do with this podcast, um, who's a, a member of your academy, and he was on your little call-in thing on your show, Joshua Brown. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he called in and goes, hey, you know, his whole thing about found his motivating purpose, he was out, he went out, didn't take his resume with him, got the job, you know, yeah. but he's doing his podcast. It's so funny because I don't know how we reached out. I don't know how it got, you know, that, those things, you don't know how you get, yeah. anybody gets connected. Because I was taught, I think he was blogging about this concept of all these people, like uh, you and Jeremy, and um, all these other <laughs> other online entrepreneurs and marketers, and trying to match it with film. And he writes back like, "Oh my God, what are you talking about?" Like, he goes, "You got to check it." So we just go back and forth. Awesome. Like, it's like, oh, I love hearing stories like that. Yeah, it's, it's like you're the same thing. Now you know, honestly, you turned me on recently, and your other viewers on um, Internet Business Mastery to another podcast by. Um, one of the 10, 10x 10x talk yeah 10s 10x, 10x talk. talk yeah and I yeah I just started I listened to three of them already so far but I got turned onto that mm-hmm. and when the on the podcast number one one of your mentors and I, you got to forgive me I forget his name Dan but, Sullivan thank you so Dan uh-huh. Sullivan says um, like the first steps of progress is like the truth or just being honest or something like that mm-hmm. so. As soon as you are just completely honest, mm-hmm. then you can move forward in your progress. Yeah. You know, so like, I mean, this thing here, I mean, it was only last year that I made this film, and that just changed my perspective and everything, and then I didn't have a platform. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I got this thing now, what do I do with it? So all this other stuff started to come into play to build around it. I mean, I only launched this thing like maybe a month and a half ago. Mm. So it's like, I know, like, but I just, you know, I see the signs, you know, you start with nothing, you're, well, you're... You try to convince your mom to follow you, <laughs> right. you know. And she's like, "What?" My mom's from Thailand. I don't know what, to, what are you talking about. No, I just do it. Nice. Okay. But then it slowly start up, and then and but the acting thing here too. No, oh, thank you. You guys doing all right? Yes. Yeah, I'm thank done. You. Thanks. But the the community, it's kind of cool about Portland is the community feels small enough that it's tangible yeah. enough. You can meet people, and just one person after another person right. introduces you to another person. And uh, it's it's kind of cool that way. Doesn't it ever feel too big? And one of the great things about Portland was coming from Southern California. In Southern California, here's the first thing that happens when you meet somebody. First thing out of their mouth is, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" Right. <laughs> Up here, like nobody cared what I did for a living. I don't think the first thing out of everybody's mouth is always like, "Hey, what do you like to do? You like to yeah, kayak? Yeah. Like yeah. mountain bike? You hike, yeah. hike? Like everybody here is like, I don't care. We're all here to do something else, and then we're yeah. doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, you realize the lifestyle is the most, the biggest priority up here. Yeah. It's, it's uh, the joke of, it's where young people go to retire. Oh yes, <laughs> Portland. It's where young people go to retire. <laughs> Such a great show. My buddy is the cinematographer, the director of photography of that show. Oh really? Yeah. Portlandia? Yeah, so nice. I've had him on my show. And, oh, you know, sweet. 
Here's, here, here's something funny. So we move up here. My uh, wife's boss at the time is married to um, the director of photography of um, Portlandia. Uh-huh. So that's how we all met. Okay. You know. And then my parents live in West Lynn. And they're like, oh, you got to meet, you know, some of our neighbors. He's the screenwriter of Mask of Zorro and The Doors. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so his family and my family totally hit it off. They have nice. one son. We have one daughter. And they just we totally nice. hit it off. So next thing you know... Within like one month of being here, where I was in Southern California like forever, mm-hmm. I had like these this connection. Portlandia hadn't come out yet. Right. It just that blows up. Right. You know, and then and, and knowing my friend Randall's like I have him on my podcast. It's like one of those things like sometimes you gotta stop and just look at what's in front of you. Mm, right. You're like, oh my gosh, I, I actually have access access resources that most people don't have. Right. And I go, I might as well just take advantage of those resources and and, and share them share yeah. them with other people. And so this was an opportunity opportunity to meet you just says you know what you're in Portland if there's an opportunity give you a free meal just to shoot the shoot the stuff and then yeah. uh, there we go yeah well so. I'm glad you reached out it's a great conversation and I mean I always enjoy my typical response I mean obviously if I'm too busy that, that, yeah but, uh, you know I can make the time for sure I usually can and my usual response when somebody reaches out and says hey I listen to the show or I'm a member of your academy or whatever is to say yes just because what I've discovered is like when there's already this like filter commonality of you know they listen to my show uh, we're going to be able to sit down and talk about stuff <laughs> like, yeah. like I, without fail they're interesting people doing interesting stuff who at least like have enough of an interest in like entrepreneur or just like in living with purpose and passion right. that's probably why they listen to my show and so it just makes for good conversations. So that's why I typically go, yeah, sure, because I don't know that I've ever said yes and then like sat down and regretted like, oh my gosh, that was a waste of my time, right? Um, <laughs> and I'm an introvert. I'm, it's actually not very natural for me to like sit down and like meet new people, yeah. but uh, it's very easy for me to, to do so when somebody reaches out and says, I listen to your show just because then. Um, I like to do this part. I know it's a little noisy. It's not the most ideal for podcast world, right. but these mics do fairly well. No matter how noisy it gets, for some reason, you know, because it's like you only have, you know, this much space that it actually grabs the picks the, up, the, yeah, the, the sound. But also, I work at home, you know, and for a long time I was working for a company in California, and I didn't get a chance to mingle or socialize with locals here. Mm-hmm. So knowing somebody like yourself, who's an online entrepreneur. Sometimes it's nice just to get out. That too. It's yeah. like, okay, hey, we're out. Like, I feel normal. Like, right. I feel like that connection of, like, I'm. it's my water cooler time. You know, I don't get yeah. that time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Working for yourself, being an entrepreneur, uh, it can get lonely if you're not proactive about Right. So then you have, that. that must be a blast when you do the uh, conferences that you get to talk at. Because it's just like, but, like, you had a great, you guys had a great post just recently about the new Media Expo, like, how to pace yourself. Right. Hydrate, you know, drink water, all that kind of, like, just pace yourself, but just do, you know, mingle, you know, socialize, socialize, just, mm-hmm. you know, network, network. And yeah, I always have a lot of fun going to those events, and it is critical to business or whatever pursuits in life. Even when I was a musician, we'd go to a lot of conferences. Um but, uh, yeah, being an introvert, it, it take like, I come back from four days at a conference, and I am just, like, wiped out. Yeah. I mean, I go there and give it my all and, like, connect with people, and I speak and, you know, things like that. But then I come back, and I'm just like, oh, wow. I need to do nothing for two days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you ever find yourself playing the guitar just to relax? Like, you know, like, you just play, like, a chord progression, you're not even thinking about anything? It's just You know, that used to be my habit. I don't know why... Why, it's more either playing with my daughter or um, oh, yeah. 
You know what I think? months. You know what I think it is that I associate playing guitar a lot with creating songwriting. Like I, I don't, and I've said this before to people. One of the reasons I haven't picked up like serious music again in eight years or more is because I music was like it was the thing. It was my passion, purpose, pursuit back when I was still an employee before I discovered business. And I put all this pressure on me to create good art and to like figure out how to promote it and all that stuff. And so I, sadly, I don't know that I, I think I had lost a little bit of that intrinsic motivation of making music. And so picking up the guitar today would feel like, oh, I'm doing this to like to sit down and make art rather than just for myself. And this is a, a failing of my own. And I, I spent so much time in my business, like create, which I love doing, but you know, creating yeah. content and putting myself into it and trying to make something of value that uh, I just want to do something that's not at all that when it's my decompression time. And, and I haven't learned to associate guitar with just, uh, just for myself time. And I, sh- I should rediscover that at some <laughs> point for sure. This is how I rediscovered it. Like, so I've always played, but I've never, the advent of the internet, like I can read chords. I mean, chords and like taps. I don't know how to read music, you know. So like the great that great site, uh, Ultimate Guitar Tab or whatever it is. Right. Like everybody's just popping up. Like here's how you play this song. And now YouTube. Yeah. Here's how you play this song. Like, That's how you play yeah. it. Oh, it's awesome. You can play awesome. anything. Yeah. So like I, my skill levels got better, but you know I'm still I'm terrible at timing, you know. But my daughter, as she got older, she just started singing all the time, mm. and so I was wanted to play songs that she was always singing. Ah. And so that just took off. So now she's growing up the music all the time, but because I know songs she likes, if I know how to play them, she'll just start singing. And it's like this moment that we have together, and because of that, it's got me to play the guitar more often. Mm. So I see that could be the case with your, with your, you know, your your little one. Absolutely, no, that's a great yeah, idea. You know, I'm totally gonna do that. I just and, need to download, you know, where you are my sunshine and the yeah, wheel, yeah. wheels on the bus and this, you, <laughs> you know, know stuff a two year old would like, right. and, and but, just enjoy that being a connection moment with her. But as she gets older, and you then, know, yeah. And then it's crazy. It's like you'll you'll you get invigorated. I'm I'm actually floored by my daughter and her friends. Like there's like no fear sometimes these kids. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I want to learn how to draw. Yeah. Like, she's online. Like I want to I, I want to learn how to program. Maybe you want to program. She's like coding. Yeah, she's nice. Like, I want to sing. And you're like it's, there's there's no like oh I can't. It's let's do That's this. Awesome. Let me do this. Let me do this. And I'm looking at her and I feel like I'm uh, not nearly as productive as she is. Mm. I'm like, she's only like 11. I'm like, <laughs> this is crazy. Like she just, just goes for it. Yeah. And I see her and her friends do that. And this is like, nice. you know, that's something I know you guys have on uh, Internet Business Master. You have a, a few younger listeners, uh-huh. I think, you know. And it's yeah, every like, once in a while we'll get an email from somebody. I'm 17 years old, going off to college, but I think I just want to be an entrepreneur. I'm like, wow, I wish I knew everything. I wish I knew this stuff when I was 17. And once we had a 10-year-old listen because his dad listened. So him and his dad listen all the time. And and we even had a 9 or 10-year-old do a guest post on our blog once. That is amazing. I'm telling you, like, you guys could, like, harness that and just instill into, like, you know, mandatory college, you know, training or especially, like, elementary like mm. I look at that like you said the stuff after uh, reading your stuff and listening to your stuff and listening to the people that you guys are influenced by reading their stuff you come away with it going ah why well, was mm. you know yeah. I looked at my dad and you know it was I, I learned good hard 
work ethic from that from my parents, you know. But they didn't. They were never taught like how to run a business or be an entrepreneur in that right. sense. It's one of those things like a lot of the purpose is having these young ones, our our kids, to be like, I'm gonna do the damnedest I can to like make this work so that I can instill this on you that give you an opportunity, a fighting chance that I never had. Right. Like not like that, but it's like I'm coming this game late. But she has an opportunity that she can do whatever she wants to do as Absolutely. long as she has these principles behind her. Right. So um, that in terms of, I think a lot of it is a, a motivating factor for a lot of uh, your listeners is, is when you dig deep down inside, they just want to instill that onto their kids. It's like, you know, this is stuff, it's, it's, <laughs> let's round it up, round it out. It's the elixir. Mm. It's like this journey. The, story, right? the end of the story, they grab the elixir, like, I've got to take this elixir, this knowledge, and I'm going to come down back to the, the village in the ordinary world and say, you know, you, yeah. you've got to like apply some of this stuff because this, this, you don't need to go through the same journey I just did. Take this and, and then find your own journey. But as a, then that, the hero had a mentor. Usually right. the mentor dies. They become, they get the elixir and they become the mentor mm-hmm. and they pass it down. Yeah, it's just that story is repeated over and over and over, and I think that's what you guys are doing, you know. And then what I hope to do from at least my daughter on the small scale. So. Well, imagine if we live in a world where more people do figure out what their elixir is, go on the journey to find it, and then hand it to other people. And and you know, when I hear statistics that seven out of ten people are just completely disengaged with the work they do in the world. Clearly, they haven't found their elixir, right? Yeah. And, and they don't even know who they'd give the elixir to if they had, or whatever, right? They haven't been called. Maybe they haven't had a herald yet come and show up and say, <laughs> go on a journey already, you know? Yeah. Hopefully, maybe this episode of this podcast will be a, a herald moment for some people listening and like, okay. I so. Yeah. And, I uh, think we have a lot of great, for me personally, it was a, it was just a pleasure. And it's, it's just, it's what I wanted I want other filmmakers when they're in this that they're stuck just to, to open their mind a little bit more like no no no, no. to look outside the industry of this little bubble of right. filmmaking world and yeah. the, the independent film sector and look at what other people are doing outside of it and you can apply the same thing so right so anyway I, again thank you so much absolutely so, it was a really pleasure and I I now I really need to probably talk to Jeremy because because his past film experience. Right. Yeah, you know, he's got a lot like, to talk about there. Yeah. So I'll have to, how do you guys do it, by the way? On because the quality of the audio is so good in your um, podcast. Um, just so we call each other on Skype, but so that we talk to each other. But I'm recording myself on my computer directly into my computer. He's recording himself directly into his computer, and then our editor just syncs it together, and it sounds like we're in the same room because it sounds yeah. great. So yeah. it's so like I figured that much. I was just kind of like they had to be like on the good system. Just, yeah. But that's a very, yeah, because it almost sounds like you always talk about like eh, you're Salt Lake City, I'm in Portland. Yeah, you guys sound like you're in the same right. room. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We try to avoid any like phone or Skype quality. Like we yeah. try to maintain a production quality that. I do notice that good. like um, certain podcasters that have their own podcast and then they interview somebody who has their own podcast, that always sounds better because they kind of know like wink, wink. Don't worry, I got the good mic. You right. Know? Like it's not going to be through the right. through the, the internet phone or, or right. whatever it is. Yeah. When we interview people, we. The first thing we ask them is, can you record your own audio? Because we'd like to make you sound as... Yeah. And usually the people we record do know how to do that. Every once in a while we do have to record through Skype, though. And, and that it is what it is. But So, yeah. Crazy. All right. Well, wait, before I Thanks leave so you, much. Before I leave you, just, uh, again, thank you so much. Yeah. So. It's my pleasure. I'm glad you reached out. Awesome. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed our conversation today. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just... I'm floored. I'm pretty stoked. So. <laughs>
And that concluded my interview with Jason Van Orden of Internet Business Mastery. So if you're not familiar with it, please, 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 you got to check it out. Check out their website at uh, internetbusinessmastery.com and their top-rated podcast on iTunes. Um, I'm telling you, it's influenced so many people. And Jason and Jeremy are so good at what they do. And it was just an honor to have Jason part of the show. And I really hope that filmmakers, those who stuck around to listen to all this stuff, begin to sort of see how applying online marketing and online business and online um, entrepreneurial um, techniques to your film, it should be able to open your perspective of how possibly you can make a film, make a living as an artist, and not necessarily go the traditional routes of film festivals or film distribution companies or the film markets. I mean, there are other ways, and I think that's what we're going to try to do here at Film Trooper, and bring on other entrepreneurs that are doing things in other industries that we can learn from. So anyway, again, thank you guys so much for your time to stick around and listen to this. And if again, if you like what you hear, please, please, please leave a rating and review in iTunes for me. It helps, helps, helps quite a bit. Oh, a quick PSSS. Go to freegearguide.com to get your free equipment list of all the things that I used to make a feature film with no crew. Yep, no crew. So just go to freegearguide.com for your free gift. And thank you again so, so much for listening. Thanks. Thanks.